everybody, and a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to episode 24 of the He Hit the Bull podcast, recorded here on October 3rd, 2017. As always, I'm your host, Matt Seda, and with me tonight is Max Blaha. Hello, Matthew. And Johnny DeFazio. Welcome back, Foz. Hey, boys. Hey, boys. Good to be back. Foz is back. I'm back. Good to have you here for the playoff preview. Oh, yeah. So this week, we will be getting into the Week in Review, Hot or Not, the He Hit the Bull Season Awards, coveted end of season awards, the playoff preview, which includes roster talk and a pulse of the nation, the Blaha stat of the week, and a preview of the big week to come for the LA Dodgers. Let's get to it. Let's go. Since we last recorded, the Dodgers went 3-1, finishing off a three-game sweep of the San Diego Padres before going to Colorado and taking 2-3 from the Rockies. The Dodgers finished the season with 104 wins, the most in L.A. Dodgers history. The only Dodger team with more was the 1953 Brooklyn squad. And who could forget them? Memorable. Amazing. (laughs) Just transcendent. Great team. Yeah, so basically this is the best team in Dodger history for, for all we care about. Dodgers enter the playoffs with phenomenal momentum, if you believe in momentum, winning eight of their last ten games. I don't really believe in it, but hey, eight of ten, it's good. Narrative's on our side, boys. I believe. Yeah, so this is good. Dodgers are looking great going into the playoffs. Really excited about it. Let's go. All right, let's get to it. Starting off, hot or not, on the hot list, Yasiel Puig. Finishing off the regular season strong after his benching and grounding by Dave Roberts. Finished off 5 for 12, which is a 417 average. Had a pair of dingers and three walks. Set a career high, 28 home runs this year. Pretty great. Uh, yeah, talk about a bounce back, huh? Talk about a bounce back. We might be touching on that later this evening. <laughs> uh, talk about a second half bounce back, and Rich Hill is hot this week. Uh, in his final start, he had 10 Ks. And, a, and he looks good at the plate. I'm not going to lie. He had, a, he had a night, a two good opposite base uh, hits in the last couple of weeks. Um, much better. Much, very well improved. I love Rich Hill. Nothing's hotter than Rich Hill's reactions after he gets a base hit of just looking like completely befuddled and exhausted from running the bases. Oh, yeah. It looks like the accountant on base. It's phenomenal. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he did. You're actually right, though. He had a great September. He went, uh, you know, 1.86 ERA, 40 Ks, 8 walks in his 29 innings. He looks really good going into the playoffs. So that's a great sign for us. For me, I'd say I'm pretty emotionally hot. Uh, my blood pressure gets pretty hot this time of year. A pretty taxing time in the old ticker, but we'll get through it as we do every year. Uh, another thing I'd like to call out that's pretty hot is our schedule. So if we remember last year, we didn't get any prime time, and that was killing me and oh, killing we got us. Screwed. Oh. I was I was having to stream games at work and try and fake working. It was tough. Uh, but now that the Cubs have broken their curse and. We're the best team in baseball. We're going to get some good looks on uh, yeah. on national TV. So yeah, we're the darlings this year, which is great. Yeah, yeah. we got the seven thirty p.m. Friday game, six p.m. Saturday. Yeah, really can, looking forward to you that. You can wind down the workday on Friday, have a couple pops, and then ease your way into the game. Which yeah. is, it's, there's nothing better than that. And rather than having to hustle out, remember a couple years ago we had to stream a game from a conference room. <laughs> yes, oh at like yeah. four thirty-five, which is brutal. Yeah, Max, Johnny, and I all uh, have worked together in the past, and yeah, we had used to have some pretty great fake meeting games uh, to stream Dodger playoff games. So luckily, we won't have to do that this year. Uh, so hot or not list, we always got to go to the knots, Max. What do we got? I'm gonna run through a couple of these. Bellinger had a had a rough end of his last week. He was two for nineteen in his final week. He's just pacing himself. Uh, yeah, if you save all the dingers for, for October, and I'm totally fine with that. Uh, Ryu, uh, he still could be a Game 4 starter, but he got rocked by the Rockies. Um, and then Kershaw, 
he had a chance at winning the Cy Young after missing six weeks, uh, and he had a couple of bad starts in, the, in his last two or three outings. So, uh, yeah, as, as much as we want to see Kershaw win his fourth Cy Young, fifth Cy Young, um, yeah, yeah he, it's probably not gonna. It's not his to win this year. You know what? I'd rather see him win his first World Series ring, and well, I think me he too. would say the exact same thing. Me too. Uh, another thing that's not would be my career over the next month. Uh, <laughs> this totally consumes me every single year. Uh, hard to focus. Easy to get deep on, on the ESPN blogs and Dodgers Digest and all those things. Uh, I had my confidence listed as something that wasn't so hot, but honestly, I'm feeling pretty good going eight and ten. I'm definitely a hot goalie type guy, you know, going to the playoffs, <laughs> like hottest goalie wins. And, and Johnny's a momentum guy. I'm all heart, you know? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you know, in, in that vein, Johnny, my personal relationships are also not hot uh, because I'll tell you what, uh, the only people I'm texting are basically you guys. Yeah. And we're talking only Dodger baseball and any girls I want to ask out on dates, sorry, see you in November. Uh, you know, family. Sorry, my girlfriend's going on a business trip for two and a half weeks, oh, which is like, how convenient. Is that? Couldn't be better timing. <laughs> she doesn't have to see this side of me, which is yeah. good. And so, and I get all this time to myself, you know. And so, um, yeah, yeah. October is basically boys' month, mm-hmm. and we are paying attention to the Dodgers, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everybody else. So let's get to it. The coveted He Hit the Bull first annual season awards. We got a bunch of categories. We want to give gold stars out to some Dodgers and let's get to it. Starting off with team MVP. For me, it's easy. This is Red, Justin Turner, the team captain. If the Dodgers did team captains, you know Red would be rocking that C on his chest. He's the Roy Campanella award winner this year, given annually to the most inspirational leader on the team. He also led the team with 19 hit, hit by pitches. That's a team record. Nothing says leadership like HBPs. That's ask, only just ask Chase Utley. That's only because Utley got less at bats. Right. It's only because Utley's a part time player. But uh, seriously, Red was phenomenal all year. Great in the field. Uh, big clutch hitter. Uh, led the team in hitting. I mean, there's no one else that I that I would rather have up here. Third in batting average in the in the, the league. league yeah, exactly. So. He's an absolute stud. So he's my MVP for the year. What do you guys got? I got Belly. Uh, he. I think he had like the fourth highest four on the team. <clears throat> Uh, but it, it doesn't matter. He missed the first month and was the spark plug of the winning streak. Uh, the guy played first, guy played left, guy played center. Uh, and he's a rookie. Yeah. He's a rookie. Um, he's, like a, he's a freaky athlete, dude. He yeah. is unreal. Yeah. I, uh, I'm very excited for the years to come, but I don't think we had this magical year without him. Um, almost I can guarantee that. Yeah, absolutely. You're exactly right. Johnny, who you got? You know, I got to go with Bellinger too. He he came out of nowhere. We all knew he was going to be good. We didn't know he was going to be this great. Yeah. Completely changed our lineup, and he was a spark, like you mentioned, Max. Uh, I do think that Chase Utley deserves some sort of recognition because when I look at an MVP, I think of like a team captain, and he's definitely kept the clubhouse strong. Uh, he's also he snapped the summer skid that we had going for a while with a couple clutch hits, and so. Uh, I think he gets recognition, but I give mine to Belly. Yeah, that's fair. And you know, also on Bellinger, beginning of the year we did kind of our, our year preview, and uh, one of the things we said was like over under on home runs for Corey Bellinger, oh and God. I think what, Max, what you said at like nineteen. I might have even. I I, it might have been lower. lower. It could have been like thirteen. Whatever. Uh, if any of us took the over, which I'm going to go ahead and say I did because I'm running this ship. Uh, yeah, I was right, and he hit 39 bombs, and he's an absolute stud. So clear rookie of the year in the NL. 
so like easy parlay here. Rookie of the year for the Dodgers. Anyone saying anyone else other than Bellinger? No. Nope. Too easy. All right, cool. Another easy one. Team Cy Young. I'm going Clayton Kershaw. Easy, easy choice. Easy choice. Unanimous. Unanimous. Cool. Boom, boom, boom. We'll touch on uh, Kirsch a little bit later. Uh, and so here's a good one. Surprise of the year. Uh, it's kind of a, a broad category. Who's the guy that really stuck out to you guys? Uh, Johnny, who you got? So we've been talking about him a lot, and I, I got to go with Cody Bellinger. We all knew that he was going to come up at some point this year and have some sort of impact, but we didn't know he was going to be an all-star and arguably one of the best players in the league. So I would say he was my biggest surprise. Cool. That's fair. Uh, for me, it's uh, it's pretty easy. Stirrups, Chris Taylor. Uh, guy starts the year in the minor leagues, comes up as kind of a utility player, and then, oops, he's our stud center fielder, leadoff hitter for the, for the whole season. Best leadoff hitter in the National League by the numbers uh, outside of Blackman from the Rockies. Uh, Taylor's just been absolutely phenomenal. 21 bombs, I think almost 20 stolen bases. 5.4 war. Yeah. He's great. Stats, great stats, Matt. He's awesome. Uh, Yeah, great leadoff hitter, which is really the position in the lineup that the Dodgers really didn't have anyone. We were kind of counting on Logan Forsythe to be that guy, and he clearly wasn't. Uh, So without Chris Taylor, I don't really know where the Dodgers would be. So he's my surprise of the year. Max, who you got? Uh, I think you guys are absolutely right with Chris Taylor and Cody Bellinger. Uh, So I went with some other guys. Brandon Morrow, first off. Started the the season in the minor leagues, and we actually had to bring him up, or we would have need to release him. Yeah. Uh, and what did he do when he came up? He solidified himself as the go-to eighth guy, uh, and I'm excited for him to see him in the playoffs. Yeah, that was great, Brandon Moore. Like we had to bring him up, and then all of a sudden he just starts throwing 100 miles an hour with a, a nasty slider, and he's our eighth inning guy. Yeah. Frodman. And he's one of two guys I don't hate in the bullpen, so that's also good. Yeah, that's actually exactly it. <laughs> Uh, and then a quick one, Austin Barnes. Uh, he could be our starter of next year. He, I think he was led all catchers with OPS. Yeah. He uh, and he's a stud defensively, can play second base. And uh, just because he is the backup doesn't mean we're not going to see a lot of him in the playoffs. Yeah, Fangraphs did a really good uh, piece this week on like best part-time players. And like Austin Barnes, far and away, was the greatest part-time player in all of baseball this year. And I, I thought about him for this award too, but I mean, for me, he wasn't really that big of a surprise. I knew he had talent. Really excited about him coming up and splitting time with Yasmani, maybe getting some second base time. So glad he actually proved us right. Uh, but yeah, surprising just maybe the way he emerged in the second half, and he's pretty much our starter against lefties against Ket- and I had a catcher. He also just calls a great game. That's something that I like. You know, one of the yeah. intangibles. You yeah. guys focus yeah. on the stats. Yeah, one of the I, unquantifiables. I like, yeah, I like a catcher that just calls a good game and has good command, and you can see him in doing that. You can see Yaz kind of struggles with that sometimes, and so. Um, I love the guys. He's well. also tough. He took a ball right to the nuts last week and yeah. popped right back up. Yeah. Oh, I also love I love a catcher that can steal a base too. Yeah. Catchers are known for just having big cement blocks on their feet and can't move. Uh, and he that guy's super mobile. He can play anywhere on the field. Love him. That's one of the reasons I like uh, him and Bellinger as well because like first base catcher are those kind of uh, like clogging the base paths positions. And for the Dodgers, you have him and Bellinger who were – Bellinger's the fastest guy on the team, and Barnes is probably middle of the road, probably upper half. Yeah. Uh, so that really makes the lineup a little bit more dynamic. Uh, so, all right, so we've been doing a lot of positives here. Uh, let's shift gears real quick. Disappointment of the year. For me, I'll take this one on the nose. Logan Forsythe, big disappointment for the Dodgers this year. Uh, he was my – he was the big big offseason addition. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he was the guy I was most excited about this offseason, and he really hasn't delivered all year. Uh, has played really good defense at second base, but just offensively has been pretty much a black hole. He kind of got it going in September, uh, which we touched on last week, uh, swinging at more strikes in the strike zone and not letting fastballs down the middle go. Hmm. Weird how that works. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so hopefully he rebounds going into the playoffs. But overall this year, Forsyth is the biggest disappointment by far for me. Johnny, who you got? Uh, so I have Adrian Gonzalez, and not because I'm disappointed in him. I'm disappointed at the situation. Uh, uh, it's really <laughs> sad to see him go. <laughs> it's good, I'm not mad at you. A- Adrian, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, you know? Johnny, um, you're such a father. But, uh but no, I mean, I mean, I love Aegon. I've always loved him, and it was really sad to see him struggle so much with injuries when he's never had that before, especially when my hope throughout all of the summer was that he would kind of lay low, and then he'd come on the playoff roster, and he'd come and have a big clutch uh, walk-off hit or home run in the postseason, and then yeah. he'd be forever known as like a hero. And so I'm disappointed at the situation that he's not going to be able to do anything at all. Yeah, it's true. They did, I mean, for those who don't know, the Dodgers did shut Adrian Gonzalez down, which is, like, interesting because, like, he had a home run, his third home run of the year, mm-hmm. opposite field, kind of pretty neat. is like, third, third home run of the year, and then that night they shut him down for the rest of the season with that back injury. So yeah. it's, it's a bummer way for his season to end, but I do feel like him shut down and not having a chance of coming back, maybe you can, like, let him be more of a vocal clubhouse leader and kind of like a bench coach for Dave Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I was very impressed the whole year. He, as soon as he went to the DL and Cody Bellinger had the year that he had, it was, wasn't was like, a, hey, I'm ready to come back and take my position back. Right. It was, this guy deserves it. I'm going to support my team, uh, and, and he's going to do that in the playoffs. So. Yeah, absolute veteran leader, leader of the year, yeah. Adrian Gonzalez. Max, who do you got as a uh, disappointment? Uh, mine's Jock. Uh, Jock was one of our third or fourth best hitters last year. Yeah. Played a great center field, and now he's probably one of our worst hitters. And we'll probably never see an inning in center field again with Chris Taylor there, uh, well as a starter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and his trade value has gone to shit. Yeah. So. It's really plummeted. Yeah. That was the thing too. Is like even when he wasn't hitting, he had really good defensive value, and this year it really took a big step back, which is really surprising. Um, speaking of defense, easy segue. Defensive player of the year. Uh, I'm going to take the obvious one. It's Yasiel Puig. He should absolutely be the gold glove winner in right field. Time and again, making absolute stud plays in the field, be they cutting off balls in the gap, holding sing- holding uh, doubles to singles, holding guys at third, guys don't take the extra base against him. Just innumerable ways he affects the game in right field. And then he's got that all-star arm, the best arm in baseball that I've ever seen out of right field. Yeah. Absolutely gunning people down. Honestly, one of my favorite plays in baseball is when there's a lazy single to right field and just watching Puig pick it up and just flick his wrist and dot it on a line to second base like it's nothing. He's just great to watch out there. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's really aired it out this year, too. I feel yeah. like he's flashed the arm a bit more. I think he robbed um, two home runs as well. Yep. Yeah, he, he's been great. I, you know, I, I think he goes without question. I, I would say Chris Taylor gets a runner-up in my book just because he's made some great catches in the outfield especially some clutch catches and just laying out getting dirty so i gotta give him some respect too yeah I mean, especially as a guy who's never played the outfield before yeah spring before midway through spring training yeah it's incredible it's an athlete yeah i i agree Puig's the the no doubter here ct3 has been great in center field uh but i'm going with uh, cody bellinger he's been great at first he's played all three 
uh, outfield spots, and he had the hardest throw by any Dodger. Yep. Uh, so maybe he doesn't. Puig doesn't have the best arm. Yeah, he absolutely nailed someone from center field oh. at home plate in that Rocky series. That was great. Uh, okay, a few more to go here. We got comeback play of the year. Hunjin Ryu, anyone? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was that's great to see. Next year, Julio Urias. But this year, Hunjin Ryu. So wish yeah, I, I thought know. McCarthy was going to be comeback player of the year. Ryu kind of started off a little, yeah, not so hot, and then he got better as as the season progressed, except for that last start. But uh, yeah, Ryu yeah. was great. Yep, absolutely. Uh, another obvious one here: most improved player. Uh, I'm going with Chris Taylor. I think we all yeah kind of agree with that. I mean, he's been an absolute stud. We've covered that a little bit. Uh, honorable mention, Max. You got one? Uh, Barnes. Uh, we didn't. He didn't get a lot of looks last year, but uh, yeah, I'm on the Barnes train. I want him to start next year. I love him. Yeah, yeah. Barnes being like most improved in terms of just more opportunities. I think Chris Taylor being most improved in like just Jesus Christ, where'd that power come from? Oh mm-hmm. man, it was amazing. Uh, okay, so we got a few more that we want to go through, and they're more—they're not players; they're more moments. So we'll start off uh, at the bottom, and then we'll just quickly ascend. So, worst moment of the year? I think the obvious one here is the losing streak, losing 16 out of 17. Uh, that was brutal. Dodger fans turned on each other, turned on the team, turned on Frodman. That was turned an on ugly, Roberts. Turned on Roberts. That was an ugly time for all of us, and I think we were best served to just move that out of the way and forget it ever happened. So. If you ever lose faith in the team, just remember there's always a it's always dark before the dawn, guys. So let's just get that out of the way. Uh, my actual one is the Hula Urias injury. Uh, I was anticipating beginning of the year coming into this saying that Hula Urias would be our number two starter. And him blowing out his shoulder, huge hit, especially to not only the current day team, but the future. So hopefully he can come back. It's a really bad injury. It's the same one that Johan Santana had that kind of ended his career. So we'll see what happens with Julio Urias. We haven't really had much uh, much information about it. But, yeah, losing Urias uh, at what should have been his breakout season at the beginning of the year was really, really brutal for me. Yeah. I saw a video of him working out the other day, and he looks okay. Yeah? Nice. Yeah. Hot take. You heard it here first? Yeah. Urias is back. He was doing this move where he uh, he was kind of bent over. This sounds really weird. And, uh, it's good radio. And he was – and he had this like uh, medicine ball, and he kept throwing it backwards behind himself, but like kind of bent over his good rotator cuff exercise. Um, yeah, how do you look? So look strong. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was a funky angle, but he looks. Did it look spry? Uh, yeah, I mean, he had a little whip, like backwards whip on the ball. So, All right, nice. So I, I feel a little promising on that one. Comeback player of the year, twenty eighteen. Julio Urias, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of injuries, mine was Tolls. I love Tollsy. Uh, we were actually recording. I think it was like our third podcast that we're recording. Yeah. We have the game on in the background, and you just see Tolls do this wobble, like it oh. was like an NFL type injury, and it was like a non-contact yeah. injury. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, was rough. That was, that was hard. Yeah. Um, we yeah. we normally have a rule when we're recording that we won't watch any games, and we broke it for that game, and we haven't broke it since. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah. For the most part. For the most part. <laughs> My my worst moment was uh, Rich Hill's perfect game miss. Oh, uh, oh, that was so brutal. I remember I was at work because it was a game in Miami, I believe, right? Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And so it was a 4 o'clock start, and it was about 5.30, and I got the buzz on my phone that he was perfect yep. through about 6, and I hopped on my bike and hustled home, just dodging cars. I got home in record time. And I was catching inning by inning, and in each frame I was thinking, oh, my God, he's going to do this. And it was yeah. so exciting. I had a house myself, which is even better. And, <laughs> um, 
And then to see it fall apart like that, just on one really hot, tough ball of field by Red and then followed up by, by Forsyth. Oh, Forsyth, excuse me. He was and, out there, though. And then, and then to see it end the way it did, you know, that was probably the most obscure way for anyone to ever lose a one-hitter. Yeah, know? that was truly like, I mean, you watch a ton of baseball and people watch baseball – that is like one of the one things that you've literally never seen and you'll never see again. Mm-hmm. It is, which is an amazing thing about the sport that you can, you know, 162 games a season for 32 teams and you can see something like that that's literally never happened and never will again. Pretty incredible. So those are the worst. Uh, let's bring it back up. Let's go best moments of the year. Uh, I got two. 43 and 7, 50 game stretch. Best MLB mark in 100 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, the team was unbeatable and like just the feeling of going into a game just wondering by how much we'd win by. Uh, it was different than the 2013 team, too, because like that t- those games, at least in my memory, were like closer or you know we, would, we like wouldn't be coming back, but we'd just like have like one or two run leads. This team would either win by a lot or like have a very dramatic come from behind victory in like the eighth or ninth inning. And it was just unbelievable to watch. It was just so much fun. That was I've never had more fun tweeting. Like it was unbelievable. So that was definitely my top moment of the year. I need to see another image of Justin Turner getting dumped Gatorade on him. I know that was kind of the image that Sports Illustrated used, like best team of the year, and it kind of like yeah was jinx the, it. Yeah, we don't believe in jinxes, but yeah, that was a huge coincidence. Yeah, I mean, look, it was going to end at some point, but yeah, yeah it did suck that that's what ended it. Well, what was fun about that that stretch was we were either blowing people out, and then you know maybe one game a week we were about to blow it, and then we'd come back and win. Yeah. And so it was just so fun. Yeah, it was yeah it was super fun to blow people out, or super fun to come back and win. Uh, so that was amazing, and then. The other one was earlier in the year, honoring Vin Scully by retiring his microphone. That was, I mean, Vin Scully is my hero. We all grew up watching, you know, he taught us the game of baseball. I love Vin Scully. And just seeing that happen, kind of his last moment at Dodger Stadium, I think that was the last time he was there, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll see him here in the playoffs. That'd be really cool. But That'd be cool. Be awesome. Just just having him on the field yelling, it's time for Dodger baseball again with the entire team around him, the whole stadium just applauding, giving a standing ovation that he rightfully deserves that was unbelievable brought a tear to the eye yeah for those who don't know we actually use a Vince Scully replica microphone uh, so that's why we always sound so good that's true we do yeah uh, I got a couple of best moments of the year. One was that Kyle Farmer walk-off double Sunday night baseball to sweep the Giants. That was, uh, that was like during the streak. That was awesome. Another one, getting you Darvish the final second on the trade deadline. Yeah, I remember cool. going into a meeting. I was like, God damn it. Do they really not do anything? Yeah. I come out and they get you Darvish, Tony Watson, Tony Singrani. Yeah, the tone of text messages changed oh. so quickly. Like, okay, it's 1 o'clock. The trade deadline's over. We got Singrani. This sucks. We're screwed. Oh my god, we got you, Darvish. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Well, so late break on the news. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Later or something like that. Yeah, yeah. destroyed the narrative that Friedman never goes for it. So, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, another one uh, was a crazy game against the Rockies where the Dodgers scored five runs on wild pitches. Uh, Bellinger hit two dongs and they came back to win 12-6. to six. Uh, And then honorary, and it's non-Dodger related, but it's (laughs) freaking awesome, is Madison Bumgarner got in a dirt bike accident. (laughs) That was amazing. And missed two weeks of the month. Two months, yeah. Uh, The ultimate team guy, Madison Bumgarner, being uh, selfish, going dirt biking like a freaking bum. (sighs) My favorite moment of the year, I'm going full circle, was my opening day experience moment. I I played hooky from work. Uh, Hopped down to Chavez Ravine. The place was bumping. 
Monteos were flying, and it was great. Uh, and then we blew out the Padres. That was a Jock Peterson moment with the, yep, grand, the slam, grand Slam, which was fun to see. And, uh, so and like that was, of the year. <laughs> I would say, yeah, full circle. First day of the year was my favorite moment. Now we're at the home stretch. There's no better uh, Dodger tradition than getting the Padres in the opening series and just absolutely waxing them. Yeah. I think the last like two or three years, we've outscored them by like 50 runs in the first series of the year. It's amazing. We yeah. just absolutely dominate those guys. It's so much fun. Yeah. Kenta Maeda even had a home run against them. Yes. His yes. First his start. first major league at bat. Great. That was unreal. All right. So those are the He Hit the Bull Awards. Uh, we'll do those every year, obviously. Uh, so let's get to the playoff preview. Let's get a little serious. Hey, bada, 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 so we so first off, we want to touch on roster talk. Uh, Johnny, you got some breaking news about Rich Hill? Yep, uh, breaking news on Rich Hill. Uh, Joe DeFazio reported that he is starting for Game 2 of the NLDS series. Max, you, Max, you want to break down why that's important for us? Uh, two things. One, Rich Hill's been on fire lately. Two, Rich Hill's better at home. And three, even though I said two things, you Darvish is better on the road. And if it's, it's a place, if it's a, pl- if you're pitching in a place uh, like Colorado or Arizona, which they're basically like home run central, yeah, you want to get a guy who's more of like a strikeout pitcher. Um, and that's you Darvish. That's a great point. Yeah, Rich Hill, like even though he's been dominant, he does have a the he is he has the propensity to give up a gopher ball. And yeah, you Darvish back catchers on the Nationals. Yeah, yeah you don't have a four-year-old with two pitches. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, you Darvish, great stuff. I like him on the road much more than I like Rich Hill. So that's cool. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, other thing that's come up this week is uh, a pinch runner on the 25-man roster. So the Dodgers called up a guy named Tim LoCastro. This is now you guys know me. I follow the Dodgers pretty closely. I know a lot about the minor league system. I've never heard of uh, Tim LoCastro. Uh, but apparently he's in the Dodgers system and he's very fast. So the Dodgers called him up. He was like painting his parents' basement, uh, and they called him up for the last like for the Rockies series. Uh, and they're batting around the idea of like having him as basically just a pinch running specialist. So I'm gonna put this to you guys. Uh, in my opinion, this isn't true. But like, do you think that a pinch runner, a guy that's super fast, is worthy of a roster spot in the playoffs on the 25 man roster? Uh. Well, we're talking about a third catcher or a pinch runner. Like, how many times do you use a third catcher? Um, yeah, I, I, I would take a pinch runner over a third catcher. I know that we use Austin Barnes quite liberally and frequently, um, but, yeah. I, I, yeah, you know, I, this is a total Dave Roberts move just because he values the runner. But exactly. um, I think... With the amount of speed we have on the bench with guys like Kike and Austin Barnes. Well, our best base runner is Chase Utley. Yeah, and Chase Utley. We got Chase, I mean, Chase Utley isn't the fastest, but he's going to steal a back, so he'll get the best jump. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think this is real. Um, I, I think Kike is our guy off the bench, even though he's just kind of goofy on the base pass. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I'm very against this. I mean, I think you look at Friedman and this this whole Dodgers organization all they value is versatility mm-hmm. you have all these guys that can like Bellinger plays all the outfield positions in first base Barnes plays catcher in second base Farmer plays catcher third short first second whatever I think to bring up a guy that only is a pinch runner is goes against everything that this Dodger organization stands for and I kind of have flashbacks to when D Gordon was on first against the Cardinals and like you knew he was going to steal and like Yachty guns him down mm-hmm. and 
the only steal that I can remember in like that situation actually happening and paying off was Dave Roberts against the Yankees. That's it. Yeah. Like I'm very against just like a pinch running specialist. I don't think it's worth a, a 25 man roster spot, especially if you can bring in Kyle Farmer as your third catcher and then have the utility to play Barnes as a pinch hitter, or put him in at second base and not worry about an injury to catcher. Yeah, for sure. Fuck Yachty. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Sorry. Hey, language. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Explicit pod. We're getting heated. It's the playoffs, baby. Sorry, Shard. <laughs> so let's dig into it a little bit more. So we're all against the pinch runner, uh, except for Max, but he's wrong. So roster prediction updates. Uh, breaking news, Luis Avilon is out for the NLDS with a sore shoulder. Guys, what this tells me is that Tony Watson and Tony Singrani, the two-tones, are locks for the roster. But more importantly and more terrifying, Pedro Baez is probably – the replacement for Luis Alvarez. Yeah, that's, you know, he's been really bad, but he did his his last outing, his last few outings, four scoreless innings, uh, seven of 17 batters struck out. I guess he looks good. This sucks, guys. This yeah. sucks. I don't like it. Yeah, Stripling hasn't been good, but i rather have him just because of the track record uh, and because Baez takes four minutes between pitches and it's you're, you're going to crush a Coors Light for each batter that Pedro Baez pitches to. Yeah, I mean, sure, I'm going to have a much better time. And is but, it uh, yeah, this isn't good. I'll, I'll save my hot take for that one later, but, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. I don't much care for that. So we really hope that Baez doesn't make it. I think this leads to him being on the roster, unfortunately. If Roberts brings him in in a high-leverage situation, I I don't know what I'm going to do. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, it's not going to be good. So hoping that doesn't happen, I think it is going to. Prepare yourself, fans. It's going to happen. Next big issue, uh, Hunjin Ryu. He has really rebounded, uh, came back from that injury. Uh, He didn't pitch well on Friday, uh, but I think that he might make the squad as that fourth starter, pushing Wood to kind of like a fireman role in the bullpen. Uh, What do you guys think about that? I think Wood's better suited as like a long guy just because uh, you can. he's clearly a head case. You look at his body language on the field and it's – it's actually kind of frustrating, and I think Ryu's been there before. I think he can do it, and I think he can he can step up, and, it, and if all else fails, we can have Wood go long. Yeah, I mean, I think Ryu's a guy that you have to start at home. You can't start him on the road. Uh, but you're right. I mean, Wood does give you that utility of a guy that can give you innings. So if you do have a disaster start by a starter, which hopefully we don't have, but like with a guy like Rich Hill or Ryu, like it, it's the potential is there. At least having a guy like Wood, you can have a guy that will go out and give you five or six innings and at least not decimate your bullpen for the rest of the series. Well, if Ryu is not your home pitcher, so you'd be saying he's would be a game five guy and Kershaw would get game four? No, I think the other way around, to be yeah. honest. I think Ryu would get your game four. Would get yeah. Well, that would be on the road then. Well, then I don't much care for this at all. Yeah. <laughs> you stumped me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a game-time decision in terms of you're not going to see Wood probably in game one. And maybe if Rich Hill goes like uh, five innings in game two, then you could see uh, Wood for two innings possibly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Wood gets game four. Yeah, so maybe he's like more your flex guy. Like Wood could come in if there's a disaster start in the first two games, but if not, then he pitches game four. Exactly. And then reuse on the roster if there is a disaster and he's the game four guy, maybe. Yeah. Or then you throw Kershaw's short start. Yeah, I think like I just don't want to see Ryu. If we don't see <laughs> Ryu in the first series, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think I think that's probably right. But I do think Ryu makes this roster and that gives them this opportunity, this option. I don't know. 
Johnny, you had a question about uh, Austin Barnes. What you got? Yeah, you know, I think he starts this postseason. I, I think you know we've had we've seen him start here and there for certain pitchers, but I think that you know maybe we see him come out and start game one. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, I think it depends on who the starter is that we're opposing. Um, I think Barnes will get all the starts against lefties. And Grandall will start against the righties. I think yeah. that's how it's going to be. Yeah, I think if Cranky's pitching and they win, then you see Robbie Ray game one. Yep. So, yeah, I think, uh, awesome. I think you see Barnsey uh, starting game one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's just been phenomenal the whole year, really. But he really emerged the second half, too. So it's, it's clear that uh, Roberts trusts him. He'll get the lefty starts. Uh, Grandall get the righty starts. It's going to be a pretty strict platoon. And that's why I think we also see uh, Kyle Farmer on this roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to let Grandall be a pinch hitter or Barnes be a pinch hitter in days that they're not starting. Good point. Uh, the other question position is left field. Um, I think the way this shakes out is a Granderson Kike platoon, lefty righty. I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, and then the other, the last position uh, that we talked about last week that's kind of a moot point here Gonzo's out, so Ethier's a lock for this roster as your kind of like veteran presence, uh, veteran pinch hitter off the bench. I love uh, it. Yeah, I mean, had that big bomb against the Phillies. Like I'm, pr- I'm. He looks good at the plate. I'm, I'm all on Team Andre, so I'm back for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm all Team Andre as well. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna hit you with some really hot takes. Fire hot, takes. Hot Here they takes. go. My first one. I think that Kenta Maeda is gonna be a filthy, disgusting playoff reliever. Uh, I the reason why is because I think you know he's been pitching higher and higher in the, on the velocity side of things. And he's also historically just awesome in the first appearance with the lineup. So usually his first time through, he'll shut everyone down. And then once everyone gets got him time and kind of figured him out, he'll start getting banged up a bit. And so I think he could be just a really nasty long guy or even better. He could be just like a shutdown six, seven guy and then go Moro uh, and Kenley eight, nine, and then, have it a day, you know. Yep. So I fully agree with that. His stuff plays up significantly out of the bullpen. He now my even hotter take: I think McCarthy is going to be a filthy one inning guy here and there. <laughs> uh, guy's got a lot of juice in there, and I, I think you know he's a vet that's you know done it before, not in the playoffs so much, but he's just been in the league long enough. And I think he could be. Uh, usually, you see really tall right-handers come in and just thrive in the postseason that no one's ever heard of or. No one's expected. Do you have an example of that? Uh, yeah, like Kyle Farnsworth. And... <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we don't... The Dodgers haven't had any, like, like big right-handed guys. Chris Young? Yeah. Uh, one guy uh, who I think we were hoping would be that Kurt guy. Kurt Schilling? Walker Bueller? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, I'd love to see Walker Bueller come in and dominate, but I think, I think McCarthy comes in. I mean, he was one of our starters in the beginning, and he dealt okay in the beginning and then kind of flailed, but... I would love to see him come in, just be like a shutdown guy in the bullpen. So two white hot takes, Kenta Maeda, Brandon McCarthy, shutdown bullpen guys. I think you're right about Maeda. I am going to defer to Seda on the second one. Yeah, but, uh, I don't think McCarthy makes the roster. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree on that. It was, he did do a sweet Hideo Nomo impression, though. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, man. That so. was pretty sweet. But look, and I love McCarthy. He's a he's a great dude, super personable, really open with fans. I just don't think he's shown enough this year to be considered for the postseason roster. I mean, shit. Give me McCarthy over Baez 10 yeah, times out of 10. That's my point. I'm all for it. I just don't see it happening. 
Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> 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 All right. So we do, the last thing we want to do, uh, we want to run through a pulse of the nation. Uh, he the bull put in uh, the work crunching data. We put uh, all the playoff scenarios through our exclusive uh, he hit the bull algorithm, which basically amounted to texting friends that we know that are fans of these teams. Probably From the pick IQ. Yeah, it's pick IQ. Uh, so basically, we got a confidence level ranking for every team in the playoffs, and surprisingly, every team came in between a seven and a nine. So we're not even going to announce what those are. Uh, but basically, we're going to run through real quick what we think is going to happen in the AL and then in the NL. So we just watched the Twins uh, lose in devastating fashion to the New York Yankees. So it's Yankees, Indians, and then Sox, Astros. Who do you guys think is coming out of the uh, the AL there? I think the Indians are going to win in five. And I think the Sox are going to win in, I'm going to say, six. Yeah, I... Uh I think the the Sox will win first round. And I do think the Indians will win the first round. Uh, out, of, out of the next round, I do think it's the Indians will also take it in six. Yeah, I think uh, I think coming out of the AL, I think it's going to be Indians Astros, and I think the Astros are going to be the World Series for the AL. Okay, mm. I'm taking the Sox, taking the AL pennant. You're taking. I'm taking the Strohs. The Strohs, and you're taking the Indians. Okay. I'm taking the Indians. One cool. one thing that will be interesting to watch is uh, my sister in Austin and her boyfriend. Uh, sister, obviously, daughter fan. Her boyfriend's a diehard Indians fan. Uh, I hope they don't play each other because that relationship will I, – I don't think they would talk to each other for two weeks, but it will be interesting to see. Well, you know, yeah, true love conquers all. Anyways, going over to the NL, uh, <laughs> we got the D-backs-Rockies in the wild card game tomorrow night. Uh, winner, of the, winner of that will play the Dodgers and the Nats Cubbies. So what do you guys think is going to happen in the wildcard game? And then who do you think the Dodgers are going to beat? Uh, I want the D-backs. I want the D-backs to win. I want to crush them. I want to jump in their pool. Uh, so I think Granky's going to throw a gem and then get lit up by the Dodgers next round. God, I want, it, I want the Dodgers jumping in that pool so badly. Oh my god. I want the D-backs. Bring them. I want Kenley Jansen and floaties just like floating in that pool. Yeah. I think I think we would sweep the Rockies if we got them. And so I would prefer to take the Rockies to be honest. Uh, I think the D-backs are a bit scarier, but I do think they're going to win. Uh, between the Nats and Cubbies, I have a weird feeling in me, and you know I'm an all, you know, Pulse guy. I think the Cubbies are going to win. I think so too. Uh, I think the Nats are better and the Nats are scarier, but I, I think the Cubbies are gonna somehow figure it out that you know DC sports teams are cursed, um, and so and with also uh, your boy Scherzer is tentative right now. It's not my boy. Uh, look, <laughs> you're the fantasy net, guy, you're a fantasy guy. I figured you're a Scherzer guy, you know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but like you're right, the Nats are a little banged up. Uh, Scherzer's got a hamstring. Bryce just came back. They've been banged up all season. Worth is banged up. Yeah, when they're when they're healthy, I think they're. Potentially the best team in the NL, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like if, if all the cards on the table. Totally. Uh, I would love to see us go through the D-backs and then go through the Cubs and then beat the shit out of the Astros and then win a World Series. Yeah. That's my take. Yeah, I think the Naps are the better team, uh, but I do think the Cubs come through. Anything can happen in the five-game series. So uh, Lester's been looking a lot better in his last start. He's been pretty damn awful this year, though. Um, the Cubs and the Nats, both, I think their biggest weakness is their bullpen. Um but it's the Dodgers' biggest weakness, too. So 
we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, I do think the, the Dodgers beat the Cubs in six and get revenge from last year and then take the Indians down in six as well. Nice. You hear your first Dodgers World Series champions, 2017. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now's the time you've all been waiting for. It's the Blaha Stat of the Week. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! For the ninth year in a row, Kershaw has again lowered his career ERA. To run through this real quick, he started at 4.26, 3.36, and then has dropped it down all the way to 2.36. Career right. Unbelievable. I mean, Kershaw, greatest pitcher of the generation. You know, narrative be damned. Everyone's saying it. He's not a great postseason pitcher. That's not true. But God damn, does Clayton Kershaw need a postseason to remember in a World Series title? Let's get it for him this year and just make this argument moot. Greatest pitcher of all time. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, honorable favorite stat of the year. This happened really early on, and I don't want people to forget it. But Kenley Jansen started the year. After 112 batters and 51 strikeouts, he finally issued his first walk. That was unbelievable. That was a great little run. That's a, that's, we should have mentioned that in moments of the year. That was really, really great. So good call out, Max. Thanks, Matthew. All right. So we do want to say thank you guys for joining us all year on He Hit the Bull. Uh, for next week, we got playoffs, baby. We are starting up Friday night. Light up the night. Get a beer. Let's go. Dodgers are on at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Let's get it. Our schedule for Heat of the Bowl going forward. Monday night, post-game three, we will be recording. Uh, so we'll post that late Monday night, Tuesday morning. Uh, I also might be doing some guest spots on Bleeding Blue Radio this week. So uh, stick to Twitter for that. So Dodgers, playoffs against the Rockies or the Diamondbacks. Let's go. Let's get them. Uh, and now, yeah, just for the outro. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, you can give us a follow on iTunes or SoundCloud. Give us a subscription. Maybe give us a little rating. Give us five stars for the boys. Uh, follow us on Twitter at he of the Bull Pod, and you can shoot mailbag questions all throughout the playoffs to heathebull at gmail.com. Thanks, and go Dodgers. Let's go bring boys. it home. Go Dodgers. Let's go. When I wake up, well, I know I'm going to be I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I haver, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's havering to you. But I will walk.